bankers, small business, and very active chambers of commerce, joining together to be a resource for each other in our wonderful Tennessee community. Together, we're just stronger. In this episode, Ten Community brings together two veteran local bankers and two local rock star business owners that have worked beautifully to keep not only their business afloat, but to keep up the morale of all our friends and neighbors. We will find out what was done right going into this pandemic and what we've learned so that we can be better prepared whenever the unexpected comes along again. Hi, Debbie Lowe with FM Bank. Well, we saw a need through this pandemic for our small businesses. They needed support. They suffered greatly and they were struggling. So we got involved in order to help them to advertise. There's not advertising dollars. They don't have that revenue. So we all got together. We came up with 10community.com. They can go on this website. They can advertise for free. There's no cost to them, and we encourage them to please do that. That way when someone's looking for a place to go eat, a place to shop, a place to play, a service they need, they can be found on there, and it's just something that we wanted to do for our community. We started out in 2020 with a business plan, and then COVID-19 happened. How have you all adjusted and modified your strategy? Now, there is a loaded question. Hi, I'm Stacy Kurtz with City Limits Cafe. We've started by changing locations. We're over at the Prime Outlet Mall in the food court, which allows us to have a dining room that can sit people six feet apart. It allows us to do curbside. We also do delivery service, which has helped us to stay in business and keep the doors open. Besides that, we still serve the same food. We have the same customers that come in, and we love those repeat offenders. Chris Crowell, Southern Bank of Tennessee. In 2020, we started out the year with the tornado disaster. And so that was sort of a physical, tangible disaster that everybody could see. And we had a lot of customers uh, and some employees affected. But then a matter of a couple of weeks later, the COVID disaster starts hitting and shutting down businesses and employees get laid off from different companies. Obviously, that had major effects on our community as well as our own bank employees. We spent the year trying to figure out how to take care of our employees, make sure that we adjust schedules and and take care of them, as well as our customers, making sure that we address needs that may have changed over the last few months, trying to accommodate them as best we can, maybe changing the way we do business to make sure that they're taken care of. So I think those are some ways that we've adjusted in 2020. Jake, when it comes to the simple pleasures in life, ice cream is it. Have you seen some changes for you in 2020 that might not be bad? For sure. I'm Jake Sloan with Main Street Mercantile and Creamery. When you have a crisis like this and everything gets thrown completely out of whack, getting back to normal is one of the best things that you can do. And while we'll never really get back to how it was pre-COVID, the new normal with masks, social distancing, everything like that, it gives you the ability to make those changes to have a safe environment for both your employees and the customers. And we've seen a ton of people in our community that have come out and supported us after we've been able to get back open. And that's been fantastic. That really helps more than anything, more than any kind of SBA loan could or or PPP loan, which are great. And they're great tools to help these small businesses get through it. 
but really having people get back out and shop in their community is the number one thing that that anyone could do to help small businesses in the community. Now think about what you and Stacy are doing just to build the morale of people. People have been locked away in their homes for the first right. time in their lives. Yeah. And something as joyful as having a good meal that you didn't have to cook, because there are a lot of people who have been stuck in their own kitchens cooking for themselves, and they are not happy. <laughs> what is one of the, the joyful moments when you dished up that first ice cream cone? Giving families who are down here shopping a place to go that's not necessarily a boutique or a restaurant, but just kind of a stop-in, pop-in grab you an ice cream cone. I mean, grandparents are bringing their grandkids down here, parents who are coming after school to grab an ice cream cone or as a reward or just an opportunity for them to just come in and spend time with their kids, their families. And seeing us being able to provide that kind of service for the community is is the number one. What was the reaction when people finally got to come back to you? Oh my God, it was wonderful. You know, when you hear those people say, I haven't had a good meal like this in a long time, or I'm tired of drive-through, it makes your heart swell because you see those loyal faces and those regular customers and the locals in the community that have all taken a toll. I mean, this has affected everybody in some way, somehow. When you're a restaurant or a business where people come in and dine in and all of a sudden those dining doors are shut and now you're forced to go through drive-through, you don't know if your business is going to survive or not. But when they open the doors and you have those faces come in saying, oh, my God, I've been waiting for you guys to open up, you know, it makes a world of difference. You know, when you get up at 11 o'clock at night and you're there till 3 o'clock the next day to make sure those pinto beans are perfect, it makes it well worth it. It really does. How has COVID-19 affected your employees and what new initiatives have you implemented to provide a safe workplace for employees and customers? We're going to talk safety now at FNM Bank. Our safety is the first thing and our first priority for our customers and for our employees. Our employees have been heroes through this. They really have. They show up to work every day. They take care of their customers, and they do it with a smile on their face. Even though you can't see it with a mask on, it's there. So what we have done is we've enhanced all of our preventative measures in order to protect the customers as well as the employees. We clean more often. We have our cleaning crews coming in more than twice a week. We've set up sanitation stations. We have gloves for our employees. We're required to wear a mask. We have hand sanitizer everywhere. We clean our desk and our teller stations around twice a week. We clean our ATM machine screens. So we do all of this in order to keep people safe and try to stop the spread of germs. Southern Bank, uh, to, to protect your employees and to protect their morale and their safety. What are some things that you've instituted there? Banking is, by its very nature, a service business. So we tried to not only take care of the employees, but also the customers at the same time. So a lot of our customers have gotten used to the personal service aspect of it. You know, the face-to-face, we stay away from the handshake, but somebody comes up in a pickup truck I've had a case or two where they would put the tailgate down and we would just have a conversation there, socially distanced, but a conversation about what their situation is and how we can take care of them. We just tried to sort of merge safety with service to our customers. And I think it's worked well because in every case that I can think of, both the customer and the employee was was comfortable. And that personal interaction is important to the customer, but it's also important to our employees because they enjoy those relationships and seeing those customers and having that dialogue and that camaraderie. So we've worked hard to try to make sure that we take care of both at the same time. 
probably outside of your family and your doctor, the most intimate relationship you have with anyone is your banker because they know stuff about you that you don't want anybody to know. You don't even want your doctor to know what your banker knows. I think as bankers, we spend a lot of time listening to situations where our customers were facing things as we all were that they never faced before. There's no business pro forma that I've ever seen where somebody was predicting zero revenue or 30% of expectations over a quarter. Nobody ever thought that that would happen, especially on a widespread scale. A lot of those first, particularly the first few days and weeks, were spent thinking about how we can all adapt and try to keep each other going. Bankers kind of became therapists during all that. We needed that. We really did. People are using the outlet mall now differently than they were. It was a a mall that was kind of going away, but you've done a lot to really help business in there. If you walk around the mall, it's a mile lap. We have some now that will walk the mall and shop at the local stores and burn off a little bit of their meal. Well, when you start window shopping, you see something you like, so it brings you in the store. Now the stores are doing a little bit more business. But we have also teamed up with the uh, local loud and obnoxious cruising. And on our Friday night fish fries, they're out there and they produce music and they show their old cars. Um, They give free popcorn and snow cones to all the kids that come. And that's on our Friday night. Knowing what you do now, what would you have done differently? I think the most important thing to take away is not what would we have done differently, but what did we learn? One thing is how it affects our customer base and how we communicate what we're going to do and how we're going to operate. There was a lot of fear early on with our customers wanting to know, is my money safe? What's going on? What's happening? Going forward, we need to think on that line. That's probably going to be a hot button with regulators on how we responded and how we'll respond in the future and see how we can improve on what we have. I think we did everything we possibly could do and knew how to do at that time. Did it make you want to go watch It's a Wonderful Life? (laughs) It made me want to, yes, definitely. (laughs) I, I thought about that with all the bankers. I said, oh my gosh, they're all George. <laughs> I didn't think about the people getting afraid. Do you have some of the same feelings with Southern Bank? Looking at the pandemic, there's some specific situations there that are really sort of hard to prepare for a once-in-a-hundred-year event. But I think what we had done and the industry, to a large extent, had done after the last economic disaster in 2008 is look at how we could be better prepared for an economic collapse, requiring banks to have more in reserve, to handle credit quality a little bit differently and so forth. We were well prepared from that standpoint. We've tried to be careful with credit quality and maintain high standards there. And then continually upgrading technology and making sure that we take care of our customers that way and our shareholders ultimately with a a more efficient and better return. Those are some general ways that we were better prepared than we would have been if this had happened, say, 10 or 15 years ago. Jake, when it comes to your business, would you have done anything differently? There was no way I could have ever anticipated that this would be how the first year has gone. We had had such great support from the community during our first little quarter there uh, as it went through October, November, December and those Christmas months that we were able to have enough saved up. We were okay with uh, savings-wise. Now, the one place that I wish we could have improved and been ready is having an online store 
and having the ability to take orders online and really expanding our curbside pickup because that would have allowed us to stay somewhat open even if it was just me in there making shakes and cones and everything like that if customers were able to just have place an order online i could give them an estimated time frame when it'd be ready because we also have retail items in there too so we've we've got a bunch of great gift items being able to sell those things uh and collaborate that with the ice cream online would have put us in a much better place in march and april and the first of may where we wouldn't have lost as much revenue So that is one of my big areas of concentration moving forward. There's some things that might be the gift of COVID-19. Whoever thought about an online store for a place that has ice cream and shakes? The majority of innovation in business come from the small business level because we have to be creative. When you're going against Walmart and Amazon and all these other companies for a share of the hard-earned money that people pay for luxury items every month. When you get a paycheck, you don't necessarily block off for luxuries every month. And as small businesses, we're all fighting for a piece of that pie. And we appreciate any time that someone chooses to spend their hard-earned money with us because they could go to a Walmart or an Amazon or Target or one of these multi-billion dollar corporations that are a one-stop shop. But if people want to see more diversity in their community, Communities and they want to see more innovation and more, as far as the square goes here, we're seeing a huge influx of businesses coming down here on the square here recently. And that's encouraging because if I'm the only store that's selling something on the square, then I'm not going to be in business long because people come for the destination. Just like over at the Outlet Mall, you've got all those stores and that's what brings people together is being able to shop and spend time and have a destination to go to rather than just shopping online. And you want to spread that money around because if you don't have someone next door to you, well, then that's not much of a community. We're we're all lucky to be able to live in such a community that we have that support going forward. What's your online location? You can find us on Instagram and Facebook for sure. And we are always able to take online orders through Messenger and uh, Instagram message. You can call us directly on those lines as well. And, and we can get you an order placed. As far as the seeing our inventory, that's what we're really working on. Is And hopefully we'll have that set up by uh, this time next year for sure. And what's the handle on Instagram and Facebook? Uh, it's uh, Main Street Mercantile and Creamery or uh, Main Street Mercant Cream. Uh, you'll find we're the number one uh, <laughs> number one tag when you type in Main Street. What is the gift of COVID-19 for your business? Has there been a gift in this? There's been a lot of gifts, honestly. Um, one, that we were able to open the doors up and allow people to come in and make them comfortable to not be crowded on, on top of each other. I'm a firm believer of paying it forward, shopping local, keeping everything local, which I will locally go get an ice cream as soon as I'm done here. You know, we, we shop at the farmer's market to keep those people going. So we keep fresh things. We also have a City Limits Cafe garden that we grow every year to keep everything local. And, and those are gifts that we can give to the customer because they're getting some good homegrown tomatoes. Um, we're trying to do a lot more with the community. For Halloween, the Loud and Obnoxious Cruisin and City Limits Cafe are all teaming up to take over the parking lot at the mall and decorate all our cars so the kids in the community can have a safe place to do their trick-or-treating. So we'll have to change things up a little bit, but I think we're going to open the door and give more gifts to the community 
by being in the place we're we're in because we have the space to be able to do that. Well, give me your website and your social media contacts so people can find you. We're at City Limits Cafe, and you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and our phone number is in the book. FNM Bank, how can they find you, and what branch do you work out of? I work out of the Lebanon office, and they can find us at FNM Bank, myfmbank.com. Southern Bank, let's get all the contacts for that. Yes, yeah, so southernbankoftn.com, and we have locations in Lebanon. Mount Juliet, Smyrna, and Clinton, Tennessee. You connected with Tan Community. Have you been able to guide people that direction? One of the things, Jake and I were talking about this before we came, in the tornado, it was a, a physical disaster that we could see. People lined up over here at the police station to put gloves on and go help people. And so there are people in our community today that want to show up and they really don't know how. There's not a bus to get on or anything. And so I think we wanted to come together and provide a a way for people to be able to help small businesses shop there, buy products there, and for other people to see it just so it's top of mind. Oh yeah, I need to go buy some ice cream at Main Street. I need to go get a hot meal over at City Limits and making sure they're doing business locally. So I think it's keeping that top of mind, that showing up for each other and our business is top of mind so that we uh, keep each other going through this. And when you're stuck away in your house, you don't even know what's open. So that's a real help to have 10community.com to be able to go there and say, oh, everything isn't closed. Everything isn't going under. We're working together. And if we do that, everybody stays in business. That's that's really what it's all about, right? Yes, absolutely. Debbie Lowe with FM Bank. Hi, I'm Stacy Kurtz with City Limits Cafe. Chris Crowell, Southern Bank of Tennessee. Hi, I'm Jake Sloan with Main Street Mercantile and Creamery. 10community.com. Make sure you're connected. It's free and the rewards are priceless. I'm Devin O'Day.